please stand by for another episode of Wired Shut. Shot. Hey, Jibber Jabber. Hey there, sports fan. Hey there. Hey there. Hey there, sports fan. Hey there. Oh. I don't know what accent I'm doing. I don't know, but him, he's your host, Logan. I'm your host, Jesse. I'm your host, Jesse. He's your host, Logan. You screwed it up. You t- Done goofed. <sighs> I got it backwards. Oh, boy, I stuffed up there. Oh, no. <laughs> That wasn't very good of an Working accent. Working on a Norm Macdonald. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey there! Oh, whoa. Oh, you sound like an Irish Santa Claus, but I love it. Then I just got to like casually drop an in-bomb and then look at the audience <laughs> to see who's terrified. And just be like, huh? Huh? What? <laughs> you like that? Uh, bless. Blessed be the Norm. Brian blessed of our time. What? She what? Huh? Um, so how about the new Hooperstank album? Am I right? There's a new national album? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is you rushing to fucking <laughs> become aware that that's a thing. Is there a new... No, not is Hooperstank. there. <laughs> not is there. Fuck Hooperstank. Cover of the national... <laughs> No. <laughs> um, but cool, a new national album. Talk me through it. What happens with it? Does it make um, it's, songs? It's almost, um, what's the word? It's like a duet album. Like it's, the whole thing has the main singer, then some other male singer, and then at least one or two other female singers on it. Oh. Like every, almost every song is like a collaboration. I am easy to find. Yeah. Interesting. Music lyrics, music lyrics, music lyrics. And it, uh, there's no reference to... Um, the lead single is accompanied by a 24-minute short film directed by Mike Mills and starring Alicia Vikander. I need to I watch I thought that, that looked like Alicia Vikander on the cover. Yeah, that's her. You did well, boy. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, in terms of guest vocalists, that's what I was interested in looking at to see if you were basically lying to me, which you weren't. You're a guest vocalist. I mean, asshole. Wrong. The latter 20th century women. What? Interesting. Uh, the guy who directed that 24-minute-long video was d- uh, nominated for an Oscar. His name's Oscar. Yes. What? Uh, one of the guest vocalists is a new wave French folk singer who is married to um, the lead singer of the National. The lead singer? Brian Dessner? No, the guitarist. The guitarist, yeah. Um, she plays with the band The Limes. Uh, also, uh, Lisa Hannigan? Alison? She's a. Uh, Michelle Trachtenberg? Yeah, she's. 
done solo albums, but she also does uh, voice acting. Okay. But yeah, it's all it's all quite sort of folksy, but it's yeah. It's, it's all, still a lot of what the national sounds like, where it's like the, as I described it to. It sounds like they just brought vocalists in that they usually tour with with other things, or like people who be part of the same little groups. Of weird yeah, hipster, hipstery folk music. Yeah, and it's yeah, like I think I sort of said to Charlotte the other day, it comes off like it always has, which is like a. I thought it was pronounced Charlotte. Sure, it's like an old uh, an old dude who's wife has just died and he suddenly realizes he has no idea how to do anything oh wow okay you know what i mean yeah 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 so like, that's that's what their music's always put in my head an image of it's like the kind of guys like, i know how to make cereal for dinner but uh oh man i didn't buy milk i never bought the milk before <laughs> it was always just there i'm old holy shit i just collected like 57 limbs and we're still talking about charlotte <laughs> oh, oh. My ex-wife. Yeah. What a bitch. <laughs> my ex-wife, not Charlotte. Oh, yeah, no, she's a bitch. Oh, yeah, okay. Phew. It's fine, I can say that she gets jokes. <laughs> I'm picturing you sitting across from her while doing this episode with her just dressed like Yoko. <laughs> Like looking through you, <laughs> you realize that she watches everything you do, but she doesn't actually pay attention. She'll beat you later, basically. God damn it! You're right. What are you? You sound like you're reading. What are you reading? Messages. <laughs> I was talking to Charlotte about you. This is awkward. <laughs> We're trying to get you into our home, buddy. <laughs> you know, just a place where I you said could, no. <laughs> just get to get you into a nice little place where you could work on your crafts, your paintings, wear a nice sweater, but not too nice that you ruin with paint because you will. <laughs> so I'm basically just an old George Bush. <laughs> yeah, or a young Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Picturing Capex. Which he was not the alien in that movie, nor was he no. a patient. Also, also, you said Jeff Bridges and I pictured Bo Bridges. You mean TV's Bo Bridges? Yes. Yeah. It's Bo Do Bridges, the kind of guy who you'd look at him and be like, huh, that, that fat middle-aged man kind of looks like Jeff Bridges. Bo Bridges, when you thought, surely they can't replace that fat old bald guy from Stargate? And, then they and the answer was no, they couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Bo Bridges. That dude died. What was his name? Stargate. Yes. Old. You know, his name was Stargate. <laughs> Old man looked like Breaking Bad cop. <laughs> nope. I should have just looked for Stargate. Old man. Old Man Stargate. Wasn't that a episode title? Yes. Wasn't You're it? lying to me. Yes. Is it Don S. Davis? Yes. Maybe. He was a theatre professor. General Hammond. Yeah. 
Sneeze. He's in like two other things. Yeah, he played Scully's dad in the X Files. Uh, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. I'm reading it. Uh, and he was in Twin Peaks as well. I don't care if you're reading it. I'm saying no, he didn't. <laughs> I know he everything. wasn't in there. <laughs> I know everything there is to know about Gillian Anderson. Including Julia all of her Bob. fake fathers. Julian Barbary. Oh, this is the uh, follow-up to the episode where we had content and you know, it's just gone <laughs> off. Gone Sorry. off the who's it. Because we fill in time by talking about things we've seen and <laughs> we've done that. Uh, what? Uh, is there anything else you've watched recently? Um. Do you watch YouTube? Do you really wanna hurt me? Um. Not no, like YouTube red content. You mean? Not so much red. More like other YouTube channels that you actually. F- Oh, not really. I'm usually just playing an old compilation of like QI or Would You Lie to Me or whatever the fuck it's called. Just British game shows. Mostly. Okay. <laughs> uh, and just watch those back to back. Um, I thought you were going to start talking about Cobra Kai or one of those YouTube shows that I shouldn't watch. But. So the only YouTube red show that I would say there's maybe two of them that are worth watching. Mm. Um, one is the one with the. I can't remember what it's called, but they basically it's it's basically just a. A fairly standard sitcom, but it's made, it it's slightly edgier because it's for the internet. But mm. um, a show called Wayne. Wayne. Have I mentioned it to you before? Have you ever heard me bring up a show called Wayne? No, I've seen him like that logo makes me think it's Bruce Wayne. No. He's a 16-year-old Dirty Harry with a heart of gold. Yeah. And his entire... the What, the plot of the series is that he's travelling across country to find his dad's stolen car? Yes. Cool. Um, but he's... He's like... Thick as a brick. Mm. But he cares about people. Ah. And because he's like a shitty New England kid. Yeah. The only way he knows how to, like, care and do the right thing is violence. <laughs> ah, right, okay. So it's... So, it's, so like, he's, he's likable, he's redeemable, but he is still a fuckwit. Yeah, and he, he's just like a... You know, n- real... Seems like a, seems real like a character from Shameless. Maybe? I don't know. It, he isn't, but like it just oh. gives off that vibe as it grows. Clearly poor. Yeah. Clearly, clearly from Boston. It was... Um, his mum ditched the... Ditched his father when he was still a young kid. Right. And um, the pair of them took off with a car that the dad had bought. Oh, yeah. Like it a Pontiac Trans Am. Yeah. It's... Oh, and his dad is uh, that guy. His, his dad's only in it for about bloody five minutes before he dies of cancer but oh really shit yeah so then he just tortures the flat his dad lives in even though they don't own it oh, fuck. <laughs> and then he gets on his like 50cc motorbike to go and he takes his girlfriend with him who's just this girl who's equally off but 
offbeat as him. Mm-hmm. Quirky. Yeah, and it's... And that she grows up, she's in a dysfunctional household as well, so there's no, like... Yeah. Yeah. Her her mum is... I can't remember whether she's dead or she left, but I think she died. Um, mm. her, her dad's, like, just a classic Boston asshole. Mm. And she's got uh, brothers that I think were the, the twins from fucking Desperate Housewives once upon a time. No, it's a different set of people. I, I, yeah, I'm looking at flicking through the first episode now. I thought that too when I first saw it. I was like, no, they are a little bit different in the face. Oh, okay. I thought they just those were the go- those go those guys were the twins in Leftovers. Oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know those twins that um, main guy's daughter was hanging out with. Or hangs out with. And they basically spend most of their time fighting each other. Like play fighting. Season two, I think they're in mostly. I don't think I do. Uh, it's it's been a fucking century since I watched Leftovers. Yeah. I like that. For me, that's a really good metric for when I'm watching a show that makes me think of that show. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a good... Oh, right. yeah. Good experience. Um, have you watched the OA? Yeah, yeah. I've only just started watching that, and get those vibes from it as well. Does it continue with that sort of? Because um, I, read, I read reviews that the the genre of it kind of changes every season. Second season is less sort of Mystical up in the magic. eerie yeah. fairy. Yeah, like it, the second season is a lot more concrete with like a. No, something is clearly happening here that you can hang your hat on. Mm. Oh, yeah. But it's still... I mean, because the first season has her bloody... Like, having visions where she sits and talks to a magical whatever lady rut. Yeah, yeah, that she's communicating with the other side still I think right yeah which I don't remember whether it did a decent justification of what that was or whether it really was anything but um, season 2 does a pretty weird rug pull thing I, I don't mind about spoilers so what happens um because they're all about like the universe hopping. Mm. Um, season two, because you, you can basically. Oh, it God, turns I, out it's a legit. I just thing. opened a new tab and because I've got that plugin still on my Chrome, which says, "Hey, let's just give a quick shout out to Christina Applegate." <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely scares me from time to time. Uh, anyway, you were saying. Um. So they work out that like dimension hopping is basically a thing and you just land in the body of the you in that dimension yeah right okay um the where season two ends is they jump away and land in a fucking universe where the tv where um away is a tv show 
Oh, right. Okay. Shit. Like that one episode of like season nine of Supernatural where they've clearly run out of ideas, so they go full meta with it. Yeah. Did X Files ever do that? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. Yeah, it, it seems like it should be on the list of things that show would do because it also kind of just kept going. Was was X Files one of those ones where episodes were written by like anyone could submit an episode, like Star Trek? Teleplays. Um, I have to assume so. Like, there's just there were so many different. It was all Vince Gilligan and Chris Carter like doing their thing, but I have to assume between them they had a fuck ton of different ideas. But that isn't to say that yeah, people didn't write for it. Like there'd probably be well known writers now that probably submitted um Julian Barbary. Julian Did you watch the trailer for that Star Trek Picard? Uh yeah, I did. And uh, it's gonna anything that just puts Patrick Stewart on screen. <laughs> Being, being Picard is not going to be a bad thing. I think so. What do you think? I I haven't seen it yet, but to me it was just like, why not just fucking make something new? Yeah, it's uh, you put Patrick Stewart in anything you want. That's true. You, it doesn't. Why does have it to have be to be more Star Trek? Water. Yeah. Is it just because they're like all the best memes from start from um from Patrick Stewart? started with star trek but they ended with like the mild shock from that um that news anchor tv show that he did oh right it was like a complete cunt that was um was it good or not um i from what i remember it was it just wasn't very well managed as a show it was like it fell between the cracks of like veep and other kind of like actors using great insults and calling each other assholes and things but it just didn't really quite land i veep does 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 veep get enough respect for what it was yeah, I think it does. It's 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 what people consider to be the best show on it, like the best, cons- most consistent comedy show season to season. These days, it's got it's held to such a high. It pretty much just wins all the awards. Okay. Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus is pretty much won every year, I think, or she's been. Um, she is was it basic- still lot, still being made. Or? Uh, its last season has started this year. Oh. So I'm, I haven't watched any of this season that's out coming out now, but I was up to date with the last season where she, um, like, following her having, like, a mental breakdown after, like, being the president for a while and then losing the nomination. Yeah. Oh, so it was... Like she got, was, she became she president by default because somebody, because um, yeah. the actual president resigned midway through uh, a term, so she took over, became the first female pre- uh, president by default, and then proceeded to lose to another female. All right. Um, yeah. 
so which naturally is going to fuck with your head. <laughs> yeah. Well, the I, I always got the sense that, and I think somebody said something to that effect that it's it's the most um, accurate depiction of politics on TV. Mm. Yeah, it's been on for six seasons. It's in its seventh and last season, and uh, she has won six consecutive Emmy Awards, three Screen Actors Guild Awards, two Critics' Choice Awards, and five consecutive Golden Globe nominations. So every time this show has aired, she's won the Emmy for Best Lead Actress in a Comedy Series. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's the last one, so it's guaranteed she's probably going to win again. That's insane. That's crazy. Uh, I just look back and I'm like, oh, there is a, a season where she, a year that she didn't win. And I was like, nope, it was like two years before that where she was nominated but didn't win for New Adventures of Old Christine. Which was still actually a pretty fucking good show oh, for yeah, a, Absolutely. Just a classic sitcom. Yeah, and she's won every year since, yeah. Is. I. I I mean, you you have more respect for a lot of TV than I do. You kind of always had, always did. But mm. is there any like, you know, classic sitcom that is actually like is is the sitcom a thing that deserves to exist? <clears throat> I mean, like the traditional sitcom where like, like in the tracking. Netflix era, should they just fuck off and die? Um, I mean, when I think of like the Chuck Schumer quality the ones that bojack make fun of kind of tv shows that have existed for chuck schumer or chuck chuck laurie chuck laurie chuck laurie mm. who's chuck schumer where have i got chuck schumer from is it a politician yeah that's a politician chuck liddell yeah chuck schumer is a united states senator ah. um yeah i think they do but i think netflix is uh one of the worst culprits for enabling those shows to, of that lower but, level to exist in the first place like fucking fuller house i think netflix Garbage. brings them around and then with the with the sole intention of letting them die in like five minutes yeah it's true it's like people will, they know people will enjoy that shit right up till they don't mm. but yeah i don't so maybe they just need to give Bob Saget work. Bob Saget's on historical roast. <laughs> oh, back when they weren't televised, you mean? Nah, um, historical roasts is a oh, new Netflix right. show. That's right, the um, they roast Lincoln and stuff. Yeah, I honestly watched half an episode, turned it off, but that was because I think I had to go somewhere, but um. Because two of the writers on it are two of the three hosts of the podcast Mean Boys. Uh, right. Connor McSpadden and what's the other one? Keith Carey. Um, so I think my my fandom of that show made me transfer over. At least yeah. give, it a, give it a second. Yeah, it just but. came across to me as um, as 
Drunk History. Yeah, and Drunk History is better. And yeah. um, Historical Roasts touches on a lot of like key facts about a history that is not ours, so we don't have most of the touch points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we all... I think the average anyone else from anywhere else knows a lot more about American history than you'd expect an American to know about, say, New Zealand history. Mm. But we still don't... But there's no... None of that has any intrinsic meaning to us or value. You know what I mean? Mm, it's just mm. yeah, our, our, our main understanding and appreciation. Yeah, we only ever care about the movies that come out about those things, and even then, we don't give a shit. Like, like I, I enjoy hearing about the Black History stuff because I feel like that's what's well, it's it's got. It has meaning beyond just American history, but yeah, and I mean. This, yeah, just taking away the sheen of what a history is is all about. They always look at it, even if they're looking at it with an honest lens, they're still looking back on things like, a, look how good we have become because of how we used to do things and we talk about that we've changed. So we must be better and we yeah. must be the best country in the world because we acknowledge our history. And even then, even though all those terrible things happened, we focus on the good things. Yeah, and then it That's does How inspirational. Like harriet tubman speaking and so it's basically not jokes anymore it's just i'm a black woman from history and mm. women are great and black women are great which you know i'm not saying those aren't things that are true but it's just i hate this la sensibility now where comedy stops once you're just trying to profess how woke you are yeah once you've got that talking point there you go like, can you yeah and you're just um you're you're paying lip service to concepts that there's no inherent risk in you being pro women or pro black women or anything like that. Like that's well, yeah, it's it's, you're from, not, it's from that side of the side of the um, you're not incurring any risk. Yeah, it's that side from it's from that group of the entertainment coin or that side of the entertainment coin where you know on on the other side you've got the actual genuine comedy shows who are super political but they don't take any responsibility for um trying to deliver news or be journalists in any way because they've set from the start that all they're doing is making fun of things yeah um but then you get people who are dim-witted <laughs> for better for like a sense of uh, a better word um, who see that and go, oh yeah, I'm just as woke and like onto it and political and funny as those guys are. So let me just like jam this very serious topic out there, call it a comedy piece, um, <clears throat> but not actually deliver any real jokes. Yeah, and I think that they're held to the same standard. Like last week tonight is its own beast of a thing. Like. <laughs> And they let other journalists do the work and then deliver something to a, an audience that wouldn't normally watch that shit. Because yeah. they're already woke. They don't need to watch that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I... Last week, tonight, I like a lot, but... I was like, I was... What was I doing? I was listening the other day to an Unpopular Opinion Network 
I think their main show, the the podcast oh, channel. Yeah, yeah. Adam Todd Brown's outfit. Mm, mm. Um, Post cracked kind of. Yeah, and media conglomerate. Um, yeah, he'd sort of started building it before he le- before he got laid off. I think mm. um, the just all these people who are all decent sound individuals had all agreed that if it came to somebody like Antifa mm. like that Antifa being left wing people fighting actively fighting alt writers mm. that that is like a safe and acceptable thing that like sometimes the only outcome is just to use is to take up arms and and yeah yeah and it's like that these people think that they are the opposite ideology to those alt-right people but they're actually the same ideology well yeah it's, it's that type of mentality that ends up with a um anti-fascist in essence but that's how you end up with um you know like a state of israel kind of approach to things where they're super liberal and super um super forward thinking in terms of science and 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 thought and uh, you know freedom of religion and concepts that the left love but yeah they've taken a very hard-lined um aggressive approach to doing so and basically they piss everyone off as a result yeah but it's <clears throat> like hard-lined if if you're if you're violently anti-fascist mm. You are a fascist. Yeah, that's you go from circle is, back around to the um, yeah. The, the they've somehow extremes. completely. Well, it's like that saying, right? That that the two sides of the extremes are closer to each other than the middle are to each yeah. other. If that makes yeah, the far right and the far left have far more in common than the middle with each other yeah. than they do with the middle. Well, but it's in that the only difference is the the things that they cheer when you say it the things that like when are said they will cheer and the things that when they are said they will boo flip boo yeah like that's that's the only difference between those two groups of people they mm. don't actually have differing ideologies yeah or, or if their ideology is radically different it's their their methodology is identical yeah, actually, that's mm. probably a better way to say it, I mm. guess. And it's... Honestly, nobody has explained like things like abortion like better than um, Louis C.K. did. Mm. If you believe it's killing babies, then fuck it, you better stop them. Yeah, but if you don't... But if you, if you don't give a fuck, then, then, then there's no issue. Mm. It is... It is entirely that simple. And there is no way to nuance it because one side literally sees what you're doing as murdering babies. Mm. And one side sees it as you're like taking a woman's right to her own body away from her. Both of those are entirely true to that group of people. It's just how do you stack one up against the other? So, well, one's well, based, for a start, you know, there's no need to. No, but 
you know that, that's how because they've drawn those lines in the sand like that they they either do or they don't because of the vocal minority that supports either side of that you can't really um you know at least in america you can't behave like that you can't actually be bipartisan you can have people yeah. in the middle talking about how things should just be bipartisan because reason but uh <clears throat> on the ground where decisions are actually made and how they feed through it's all people just funding their own interests and those interests yeah. are not uh in any way uh, bipartisan or compromised in any sort of way they're pure black and white issues and with the only and the only reason the talking points exist politically is because it allows um interest groups that are not involved in the actual like the real interest groups that fund all the shit that stops abortions and things are mm. not religious groups. They're financial groups. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's like anything when it comes to like their entire economy and their whatnot. Their, their political system is built upon the idea of conjecture. Yeah. Um, from a from a financial standpoint, all they're doing is um, they're marketing and and monetizing issues things that people yeah. genuinely care about and that's how they make their money so yeah they just because at the end of the day they worship the dollar just finding ways to make people angry so that you can yeah it's distract like, them it's like any other church but that's the church that's in charge of that country it just weaponizes what people believe to be three free thought and belief systems but really it's just about money and Yay. If um, Americans genuinely didn't want to be part of that system, they'd leave. But they also enjoy that to, at their core. They like money. They like the things that money provides. Even if you're on the left, you're you know part of that bubble that enjoys um, technology, um, pioneering, and you know services that just become you know a click of a mouse or or an app that allow your life to be so much easier. They, they at the end of the day, they're consumers at their core. So hmm. you woke as shit. But if you're standing in line for the next Apple product, even if it's just a fucking um, screen stand for a thousand dollars, then um, what? So you're what not is really that? woke. I, I've seen <clears throat> images of that, but I never actually caught the story. What is that product? It's literally just a screen stand. It's a stand, like a thing that you can slot your tablet or your macbook onto to make yourself a, a like a computer stand it's a monitor stand it's all it is it's the the legs so what, underneath your teeth what's under, the product under, that connects it uh i believe it's just any apple device i, I believe because the way that it's shaped it's got this slot in the middle of it that makes it look like anything can just slot into it but it's literally just a it's a kickstand it's a tripod it's a <laughs> it's a thing to put your screen slightly off of the ground for like iPads or, or or a laptop or uh it's a monitor stand uh, and it's designed for by the look of it Oh, it's basically a way of them making an extra thousand dollars from you when you buy your when you buy an Apple monitor. They don't include a stand with it now. It's just like a 
like if they included a TV and just assumed you could either wall mount it or um, you would, you know, yeah, the stand attachment is essentially they've just removed that as part of, it's not part of the out-of-the-box feature. You buy it now to attach it to your monitor. <clears throat> so, to, so you just get a less functional monitor now? Correct, yeah. Something that just goes without saying as part of a monitor is no longer part of the monitor. So if you don't buy this extra part, what does the monitor you purchase do? From what I'm reading here, um, it's aimed at uh, creative professionals and starts off, like the computer itself starts off at 6,000 US. It's a 6K resolution monitor, which itself individually starts off at like so the screen is six is five thousand dollars the computer is another six thousand dollars and then you spend another thousand dollars on the stand <laughs> so it's a mac pro yes what what does the monitor do if you don't already own the stand it doesn't look lies like down it. on its back yeah or assume that you put it up on a wall mount of some kind fuck's sake yeah or you stack it on top of books or just I don't know. It doesn't even look like it's really adjustable. It's got a it's got a like a swivel and a pivot thing on it, like most um, office computers do. Um, but it's not anything more than just an arm that you attach your screen to. Fucking hell! Yeah. What? I love this. Is just another one of those times that the audience has just started flashing up all the old Apple logos that said, you know, like. It does everything just cheaper. Mm. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. And um, who was it? It was two different gaming product brands released, like, tweets that were like, you can get this entire monitor mm. for the price of Apple's stand. <laughs> or... Yeah, it's like, a, yeah, it's a 6K screen with an optional $1,000 mount to it. Which they're calling the pro stand. Fuck's sake. Yeah. I was, was mildly concerned like about it, this whole we're it phasing seems like out it's iTunes the, um, thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It, seem- it turned out it was only. Um, it's, it's only on Apple iOS. Ah, uh, right. They're just getting rid of the. iTunes Windows remains completely unchanged. <laughs> wow. Okay. Because like, oh, this is a drastic change. No, it's not, because nobody fucking uses Apple computers. No, fuck no. Um, it, I could be wrong here, but the um, the Apple stand thing could be in reaction to the Surface Pro's studio, like or the Surface Studio too, which that folds up itself. Yeah, exactly. Which I think you know, if it comes with a mount or a stand of some kind, it just comes with one to make your tablet a desktop which is what Microsoft think of when they um, build up, when they're doing features and things. It's like, this thing also doubles as this thing. Yeah, I... Whereas Apple's reaction to that is like, oh, um, our thing also was that thing, but it's not, but it could be because we've made these two things separate now. It's, yeah, it's a fuck ton of just, I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah, um... Every time I ever consider getting like a, if I need a laptop or something, I always end up back looking at surfaces. Yeah. They um, also have insanely good battery life. Oh yeah, they're um, 
I think that's why the the industry standard when it comes to um, like corporate laptops and things now are usually yeah. just Surface Pros. Um, and that's really where Microsoft makes its money now is from enterprise. It's not from um, consumers. Not really. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that was always the case. They, I think it's like seventy percent of their annual revenue is from the bloody US government yeah I wouldn't be surprised if the New Zealand government pretty much every government in the world I think uses Microsoft services yeah you like a lot possibly, of like defence contract stuff too yeah you couldn't possibly get away with um, um, you know signing a contract with Apple to develop or to provide government computers or government tech that's ridiculous because their price um, their price point is just completely unsustainable in terms of a, a, what a bureaucrat can justifiably spend money on well that literally <laughs> no piece of important software works on anything I've ever exactly. made yeah they're not at all um, functional or um, sustainable in any sort of way no also they yeah speaking of sustainable there's absolutely nothing they do that is in keeping with like the longevity of a government initiative or government rollout, which can last up to anywhere from like 10 to 15 years sometimes before well, an upgrade yeah, but, happens. But they're not, they don't seem <clears> to <throat> give a shit about the environment. Yeah, that's true. And for a company that trades on image as much as they do, I don't know how they've gotten away with that. Um, oh, I think that comes down to what we were saying before with those aggressively woke consumers. At the end of the day, they can say what they like about you know what the world should be doing but they'll also line up and buy whatever the fuck these people pump yeah. out so um, they're uh, still just brand the, yeah well they're, they're, they're neutering, neutering their own um, strategy there by uh, you know they making themselves completely toothless the fact that they actually buy that shit in the first place well that and the only um, thing woke people like more than ripping on the opposition is calling out members of their own for not being woke enough yeah exactly rather than um rather than expecting uh you know proper vested government interests to take those corporations to task over the things because those governments themselves in america's case are basically holding themselves to the same standard as those corporations where it's like fuck you we're doing it anyway um and if you don't like it, well, then vote us out. Oh, you can't because <laughs> you don't know how to? Sorry. Yeah. Well, the United States has completely designed itself around a style of government that took power off the government long ago and has never... Pretty much. Oh, the fact that they're a, a modern government these days that every, what, year they can potentially have a government shutdown because of the budget is just fucking insane. Like, it shouldn't ever come to that level where three levels of government decide where the money gets spent. Not like that. If they can't come to an agreement on, like, a debt ceiling or something ridiculous that everything just grinds to a halt, it's like... And yet they can pick and choose executive privilege at a whim for other things that don't really matter. Yeah, which... The entire bloody system was designed around. It's like if you wanted money to be making, spent on that, you should have fucking won the election. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah, you I, can take us to task on what we're spending the money on, as you know, to call us out on and poke holes in what we do. That's what the opposition's designed to do. But if you're not in power, shut the fuck up. 
Yeah. When they they when the uh, the local and the distant branches of government. Uh, what's the term? State and federal. Yeah. Just the disagreements between which should be able to do what, and the fact that Americans are so deathly afraid of losing liberty that they actually <laughs> forbid themselves from ever moving forwards. Yeah, God forbid their entire um, political system is built upon the idea of um, amendments. You know, they don't seem to acknowledge that, but they're the first things they always claim to. Yeah. So you do know you could uh, amend any law. That's what an amendment is, right? You can change them. There's nothing yeah. wrong with a Second Amendment becoming the 31st Amendment or whatever the fuck it is, which says, you know what, that no longer applies. You can upgrade your founding document from day one, but yeah. also you have to bear in mind that it's essentially a religious country, so <laughs> the... The well, founding fathers and everything isn't followed as a um, as a guide to how to set up a civilization. It's set up as a religion. Yeah, well, it's why those you know those hardline, those black and white political, politically minded people call for New Zealand to have a constitution. But we're like, no, because we're functional. <laughs> we've got a bill of rights, and we've got like um, different policies and legislative pieces that build make up our constitutive rights, but. We ourselves are not bound by a set strict of biblical kind of um, rules, laws, and um, specific you know, commandments. And as yep. a result, we become quite a grey, malleable, bipartisan, functional. <laughs> um, and even though we're a little bit slow, because governments are always going to grind away at things very slowly, that, that you know, it might be 10 years after the fact that everyone kind of accepted the idea does our government just also sign up to that idea um the 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 flip side to that is or the, the benefit of that is is that we're not really beholden to a, a specific f train of thought in this country yeah if I'm we like... want to flip to neoliberalism for a couple of decades and give that a go it just starts to happen depending on who gets voted in um if if people are unhappy with that then it just slowly starts to unwind over the course of the, the same period of time if it you know, again, the powers that be get voted in. It's, it's quite a, a, a functional system, really, because you never end up really with the extremists in charge of anything. Yeah, well... Because they can't and, just push that... The people that push that one policy thing here, they don't get anywhere. Yeah, you don't... Yeah. Like, we hard-pressed to find 5% of um, the voting population that all believe in the one specific one idea badly enough that they're willing to forego every other bit of policy to make sure that that policy gets across the line but by saying that those people need to be in parliament and have, a, have a, a seat at the table which is the equivalent of one seat at the table which really doesn't change anything <laughs> yeah unless you're you're so drawn down the middle like the two parties have been for so long that it can make a difference between <laughs> getting into power or or not like old Winnie the Bish yeah it's and it I, I don't understand how you know like you said we don't have that many rules mm. and what that does is frees us to be malleable in the face of uncertainty mm. 
and mostly non-influenced, or we can't be... Yeah, whereas we a can't country be like the United States... Lobbyists and the like, it's just that sort of thing just doesn't occur here. It does behind the scenes, there's like... Um, yeah, handshake this, on both sides this, this corruption and shit. yeah quiet corruption and handshake deals and and uh, people jerking each other off for either a seat at the, a seat at a financial board or a, a comfortable job after the fact or getting their cousins logging business and a few extra million dollars for a couple of years and you know it just just it's all quiet level of corruption but so uh, much chinese money oh god yeah like how Judith Collins isn't in prison? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't really understand that either. Her company literally got caught mining swamp cowrie, which is protected, in an area where the pipeline to Air New Zealand for their fuel was, and they were told specifically, don't, don't dig there, and they dug there. And you remember that? They cut off the, um, the petrol supply to, well, the fuel supply to Auckland Airport for like a solid two weeks. Yep. Like how does somebody not get imprisoned for that in this day and age? <laughs> like I, I willfully, like a director of that company. That's why they changed those health and safety laws with um, the Pike River shit is to hold people accountable for health and safety bullshit. So I would have thought that striking a fuel pipeline <laughs> yeah, in a highly combustible a of... area of the country <laughs> like with a mining, all of that shit. It's like, that. Yeah, I don't know. Just nobody died. That's New Zealand's approach to most things when it comes to bureaucratic grinding. Like we're not going to change a law unless people get shot or get murdered or somebody somebody dies yeah that that whole and then um but do you think New Zealand will change its approach to dealing with the Chinese now that a lot of the West is now pretty openly going like fuck you guys you are clearly trying to screw us um i'd i'd like to think that part of the reason why uh the left or the center left won the last election was built upon that idea is that they were they were slowly starting the country was feeling the effects of that chinese influence but you know the housing market especially the entire the entire world is starting to acti- actively call China on their bullshit. Uh, to coordinate and uh, yeah, they're um, and so you know, saying... no to Huawei and yeah, that's true. Um, I think it, probably to to a degree, it goes with it comes in ebbs, like ebbs and flows. With you know, we spent a solid what fifteen years not really being friends with America during like the Bush era and the, in the late nineties. Like we didn't really have an active relationship with them. Not a proper one. Not to the. Then that's why yeah, we, we cozied we, up to China because we saw money there. Didn't we get downgraded from ally to friend or something? Yeah, something like that. And um, and that was part of the shift as well with the culture here when um, the last government was in that they started to soften or started to try to strengthen that relationship. Yeah. Um, but it was in the in the wake of the whole um, freedom of information kind of act. So Five Eyes Network and spying and all of that shit yeah and i think um but who's you know the chinese are already doing that here like why wouldn't they they do that everywhere why wouldn't yeah. any country try to spy on every other country it just it's within that country's interest to do so yeah but I, I think the problem with china is what you do is you think you're getting a b 
business partner and then you realize probably a little too late down the line oh no what was happening was i was teaching them my ip mm. and then once they had that they were basically going to stop talking to me mm. and no other country that i know of aside from maybe north korea but they're kind of actively does that i suppose it depends on what kind of um, north korea is kind of happy to just do its thing as long as every time they get a little bit like light in the pocket mm. they come whinging that they're going to nuke people and then get handed some more aid money and mm. then they kind of go back to squirreling away that's kind of just how they exist but mm. with china it's very much they're they're pretending to be a free market capitalist country but they're not and they like to play the open market in a fixed way yeah they cheat that, that's the thing it's and like they, the, the united states were always um wouldn't necessarily call them honorable but like we said before they um they if there's one thing they worship it's the the honest dollar <laughs> or you know or these sets the of rules that, of the pursuit, dollars. Of, the pursuit of dollars whereas the chinese saw that they were playing that game and go oh, i can see how you're playing that game from outside the 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 lines here so i'm going to jump in when i feel like it take what i like and then leave it my will because at the end of the day it's your game not mine i don't actually have to stay here yes also your um america plays it take everything as much as we can right now whereas china's logic is I want my grandkids to be rich mm. and American capitalism doesn't work that way. You take everything now and you burn the world just to be rich. Whereas mm. somebody that's playing the long game like that, I don't know how, I don't know if you can beat them. And I think that's yeah why people, what I wonder is, because I'm always a firm believer that countries like America get the president that the background powers that be have decided this is the front man for this version of the band. Mm -hmm. So my question is always, this is the angle America wanted to pursue. They wanted to give a resounding fuck you to China. How... Like what's what's the next step of that look like? Yeah, exactly. Like, do you? Because you you can't keep letting them make gains at the cost of the Western world. No, like, and that's why there's always that creative, paranoid delusion at play that we kind of want, but we definitely don't want. But we we flirt with the idea of a war coming, <laughs> you know, because that would easily draw the lines in the sand again. And, and level the playing field no matter who comes out on top and it would like cool we we can start fresh with defining who's in charge of what in the world because we can we naturally imagine that the west would win um uh we'd effectively neuter the east or you know those uh, regimes that don't align with our western ideology and we would get to dictate how they operate in our model for the next hundred years like we've done with um germany and japan yeah, I think. Um, but that's all based on the idea that that's definitely how it would go down. But that's the only way historically that we've seen it happen. Yeah. It, it, uh, if if we don't, if a system doesn't just fall upon itself, it's it's 
strategically done because America, for example, has gone in and disabled or disrupted a regime or because they couldn't disrupt that regime, they'd go to war with it. So, uh, yeah, they make great, make for great video games, those yeah. ideas, that's for sure. But what's the... What's the alternative, though, is that somebody's going to slowly peter out and die and <laughs> the, some, the... something radical is going to happen. And I think that's probably what Russia's playing with the idea of. It's like, let's see if we can make the West... We, let's just see if we can make America fall this time. Well, because the best outcome for the West is that China's people get too rich and they just become just as westernized and lazy and entitled as the west basically i think we've already seen flickers of that because you know we I, see I that with we have international students that come to new zealand specifically and pay people to take their tests for them and we were in the classes as those people at university even just 10 years ago um and you already yeah. got that sense where they clearly just didn't give a shit um they didn't, yeah, they'd just be there to spend money for three years and go go away with an arts degree that they essentially bought, which, I mean, that's just... And what they were then doing with those arts degrees, I have no idea. No, exactly. Yeah. This has been your uh, xenophobic wide shot. <laughs> Apparently we're... <laughs> white supremacists and we didn't even know it it's true is that where we go pretty much that? that's pretty much what we're saying well it must be true right we can't possibly have a great opinion what if we're criticizing one thing we must be the opposite of that thing asians we... are we asians yeah i think we're asians you've oh, never man. seen us how do you know <laughs> <laughs> hypothetical audience <laughs> Jesse's a um, four foot six tie boy. I'm not even going to do the. I'm not going to do the voice. You're trying to set me up to fail. I have chopsticks in front of me too. This is really bad for for optics. I was um, never going to get you to do the voice. Why are you messaging me to do far. the voice then? That's not me. That was Cullum. Oh, Cullum. Oh, Cullum. Famous local child molester. One-time contributor to the show. To the pod. Bit of cup himself. The great clam with chain. <laughs> Old Brita Club. Eh, <laughs> Brita Club. I'm assuming... Wait, what is... Um, what's, what's the situation with Bitter Cup at this current point in time? Uh, I'm already just thinking 30 years from now where they um, endorse a line of Brita filters. <laughs> the Brita Cup. <laughs> the Bitter Cup Brita Cup. Fuck. Just Cullum doing like a... Um... Cullum doesn't drink water. Couldn't possibly endorse such an idea. It's just Cullum doing songs like the Fionke, um oh, family the f- band the f- thing. Yeah, the Good Time f- Family Fuel Band. Whatever it's called. Exactly. Yeah. Just him and I presume some sort of family rattling off hocking off um, artificial kidneys. Hocking off that pharmac wears. 
There's generics. <laughs> the sweet, sweet Tremadol generics. Farmac, I hardly knew her. Oh boy. You can't wow. say that, man. This been a trash episode. <laughs> <laughs> it got mild. Even by our standards. Yeah, yeah, it did. It's, yeah. It was a sleepy episode, that's what we do. From time yeah, to time. We do. Yeah. This is. We. We, we, we. we have a tendency to if we try and double record we have a tendency to blow the load too early we're better off <laughs> edging yeah no we're, we're better off when we if we're gonna double record we're much better off um doing it by just having one episode that has to be halved yeah exactly because that meant we actually had something worth talking about <laughs> for the... yeah but we got to 60 minutes so that's a good time to wrap it up again this has uh, been wired shut i've been your host uh, Jesse, and he's been uh, your host, uh, Logan. Uh, 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 My uh. Finish the bit. You got to say who you are. I'm Logan. <laughs> Fifty-eight <laughs> episodes in, man, you fucked it. You screwed the pooch. Fuck it, we we'll do it live. <laughs> Can we? No. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I actually think I think us so- live hosting would would work somehow. I mean, every episode is live hosted. We don't edit anything. <laughs> no, I mean, like on stage. <laughs> oh yeah, we could do that. Like a live at the um, Apollo. A live at the uh, the place in California. Did I did I talk about? Uh, did I did I wank live, on about doing a speech? Uh, Mart. What? Theater. What was your question? I said, was I being wankery and talking about doing a? wedding speech the other day uh, not on the cast no uh, you talked about that offline the great the great Nana has finally tied the knot he has been betrothed to Trothed a nice to gypsy the... woman on the edge By of the town of Heather Lockley Spin City's very own Barry Bostwick um oh yeah gosh. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. This has been Wired Shut. Hit us up on the podcast website where we find good podcasts and Spotify. going to do an AMA on Reddit. It's true, I'm not. Uh, Logan's going to do a roast me. Um. (laughs) No, definitely not. I don't have the self-esteem for that shit. God. How about we just pretend to do it, but we just put a picture of Cullum up instead. Agreed. Because we're going to have to get a... uh, Would Cullum work? We've already established in this episode we're Chinese. So. Well, Cullum's kind Cullum of Chinese-ish. Have to be Chinese. That's true. He doesn't. He's exchanged. That's how we went to all of high school together. That's right. Cullum is spelt with three Q's and a Z. Yeah. Silent th. <laughs> okay. This has been why. Could keep it vague so the can't track us down. <laughs> Uh, Why am I being funny now that we're trying to end? Because <laughs> uh, you got nothing to lose, man. Um, if anyone true. actually gives a shit, find us on Twitter. Tell us your f- thoughts and feelings. Win a t-shirt. And uh, yeah. Uh, if, yeah, we'll do a live episode. Um, totally next time. That's for sure. That, that, that t-shirt we're giving that guy is coming out of your budget. Oh, shit. Okay. Do you accept installment payments over 24 months with interest? Because I also can't afford that. This has been wired shut. Um, And if the Chinese are listening, we will accept Chinese money. 
on this podcast to uh, totally change, have come back on episode 59 with a radical shift in our ideology. All credit cards. Yeah, we, we will we will be party shills. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because we're, I mean, we're shills already. You may as well <laughs> add a bit of a party to it. Um, <laughs> I don't even know weak. what that means. Oh man, I'm fading. <laughs> I'm fading. And that's us. Yeah. Okay. Peace.